Welcome to All Along the Wasatch, a public affairs program produced by Bonneville Salt Lake City. If you would like to submit a request to be on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. Now, here's the host of All Along the Wasatch, Mike Parsons. My guests today are from Tracy Aviary. We have President and CEO Tim Brown and Director of Tracy Aviary's Jordan River Nature Center, Marissa Beckstrom. Their website is tracyaviary.org. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Let's, I always like to find out how people ended up where they are. So maybe each of you could just talk a little bit about your background and how you ended up in your current role. Tim, maybe you can go first. Great. Um, well, I am from Salt Lake. My uh, first college degree was in wildlife biology, and then I made my way into environmental education. And um, I went away for college, came back and realized that Salt Lake was a magical place <laughs> and started in the nonprofit sector doing this environmental education stuff. And 19 years ago, there was a job announcement back when those were in the newspaper, I think. Um, <laughs> I answered it, and I got the job at Tracy Aviary. So it's it's kind of combining my wildlife biology and conservation interest with my education interest and my love of Salt Lake. And Marissa, how about you? I'm also from Salt Lake and love this place. I agree that it's magical. But my trajectory into this job is a little bit more unique. So prior to joining the team at Tracy Aviary last summer, I worked in homeless services here in Salt Lake City for about eight years. And how I found my way into this role is kind of cool. So back in 2020, on a really stressful day during the pandemic, I was working in the Pamela Atkinson Resource Center, which is right next to the Jordan River Nature Center. And I got to join staff and some of our guests at the shelter on a nature walk where we took care of some plots of native plants. And I noticed pretty immediately how much better I felt just being in nature, getting to look at birds, getting to have kind of organic conversations. And so I saw a job posted last summer and applied. And now that I'm here, I think it's a really cool opportunity to bridge those two types of jobs together and hopefully share that same joy of being in nature with other folks around Salt Lake. And your job was probably not posted in the newspaper. (laughs) Not the newspaper. I haven't seen one of those for a while. (laughs) Well, I, too, grew up here, left for a little while, came back, and I'm never leaving again. So I have that in common with you as well. Tim, let's start with the very basics. Maybe people don't even know what an aviary is. Tell us a little bit about uh, what an aviary is, kind of the history of of our aviary here in Salt Lake, and how common are aviaries? All right. My pleasure to do this. We are celebrating our 85th year, actually. We were founded in 1938. And it was kind of a marriage of convenience. So Tracy Aver in Liberty Park sits on the old site of Salt Lake's first zoo. And as the story goes, the elephant used to escape from its uh, cage back then, <laughs> not an exhibit, and it would run through the neighborhoods. And at some point, people got fed up with that. And so um, the Hogles generously donated their land up in the canyons, foot of the canyons, mm-hmm. and the zoo moved up there, and the, the elephant literally marched from Liberty Park up to that site. So for a couple of years, from 1932 until 1938, those cages in Liberty Park sat vacant. Mm. Now, at the same time, there was this lo- local banker, Russell Lord Tracy, um, lived in Federal Heights, the Avenues area, and he had a pretty extensive bird collection, especially for like residential areas. He had like 200 birds, including peacocks. 
And if anybody has ever been around peacocks, they know that peacocks are loud and they go off early in the morning. So I wasn't there for those conversations, (laughs) but I imagine the neighbors were like, dude, get rid of the birds. They're killing us. And, um, and that's where the marriage of convenience happened, that Salt Lake City had these empty cages in Liberty Park. Russell Lord Tracy had all these birds in a residential neighborhood. And so he donated his bird collection to Salt Lake City hmm. and started Tracy Aviary in 1938. And we are one of two freestanding aviaries in the nation. Wow. Um, we're the largest and the oldest of those two. So the other one's the National Aviary in Pittsburgh. And... Um, initially, Russell Lord Tracy had a lot of uh, uh, a strong network, a lot of sway in the community. He uh, provided some financial support for the organization. He recruited a phenomenal uh, first superintendent, Calvin Wilson, and things were going great for the organization up until 1975. Uh, by that point, uh, Russell Lord Tracy had passed. Calvin Wilson retired. And um, that began about a 30-year period where we didn't take great care of Tracy Mm. Aviary. We kind of fell on hard times. And people who grew up here may remember some of those stories. I certainly remember some of the stories from my high school years. I call those PT, (laughs) pre-Tim. I've been there for 19 years. In 2009, um, the community really rallied around the organization. Actually, in, in November 2008, Peter Caroon helped us get a measure uh, on the uh, Salt Lake County ballot, so a general obligation bond for $19.6 million, and that was successful. And we were able to match that with about $15 million in private dollars hmm. and basically transform the entire campus. So uh, if you haven't been lately, you just haven't seen Tracy Avery. It is not the same place it was um, in many of our youths. So and it's, it sounds like we have an aviary in Salt Lake against all the odds. <laughs> it is against all the odds. I, I think you're right about that. We should definitely take advantage of that. Marissa, I didn't know, so maybe other people didn't know, that there is something new that Tracy Aviary has been working on for a couple of years. Um, kind of tell us about the Jordan River Nature Center. You mentioned it. I would love to tell you about the Nature Center. So it was established in 2020, um, which is why a lot of people don't know about it, because it opened right before the world shut down. Mm. But we have a beautiful location. We're located on the border of South Salt Lake and West Valley at 1125 West, 3300 South. And our nature center, center literally connects to the Jordan River Parkway. So we go through a gate and we can kind of connect the parkway. And a lot of our events and programs utilize that space. We, our goal is not to have bird exhibits, but to attract Utah birds and wildlife and attract folks who live here to kind of see those birds and appreciate them here along the Jordan River. So we're working on an expansion right now, and we will be 12 acres by the time we're done. And our goal is for it to be a nature-based community center. So we want to have programs for everyone. We want to make sure that people get to use this space, even if they don't do the traditional kind of conservation activities or outdoor activities. So we have programs for children and adults. We have accessible programs. Right now, we are open to the public for free Wednesday through Saturdays. And then in the future, we will be open every day of the week. 
but kind of during the the expansion period, we're open a little bit more limited hours. I was looking at some of the artwork for what it's going to look like when it's done, and it looks like it is going to be such a cool space with an amphitheater and all kinds of stuff for for people to do. And it's been a park up until this point, is that correct? It has been, yes. So we're essentially using that space where the park was and stewarding it and adding more amenities. Hmm. And you mentioned the amphitheater. That's one of the things I'm most excited for. It should be done by early fall this year. And I imagine poetry and storytelling and live music and dancing happening in that space, especially because it'll be surrounded by gardens. And oh, yeah. with a view of Mount Olympus, it'll be beautiful. So I'm, I'm super excited for that space. Maybe give Red Butte a little run for their money on some concerts and things. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Tim, I know when, when I go to the website, there's three things, Tracy Aviary, Jordan River Nature Center, and the third thing is conservation. Can you tell us about the conservation piece? Well, I'd love to. So um, one of the challenges, and all three of us grew up in Salt Lake, um, one of the challenges with Tracy Aviary, I think, is our purpose, really. And are we just a bird zoo or are we more than a bird mm. zoo? And that's kind of what an aviary is. And really, we are so fortunate to focus on animals that are present everywhere you go. Birds are ubiquitous. And so it didn't take long for us to realize that we could have a greater impact, a greater mission impact in the community by expanding our education and our conservation work. And so really it was a matter of starting a conservation Mm. program that looks at um, what birds are using which habitats during what times of year. So we do these community science bird surveys and they really are used to help document just what I said. You know, we've got, it's crazy to think how many birds from Central America migrate all the way up to use the Jordan River for the breeding season. And sometimes we struggle to get people to drive five miles to use the Jordan oh, yeah. River for recreation, right? But we've got incredible bird life in this valley, and we don't have a ton of uh, baseline knowledge. And so what we're really doing with that conservation um, program is helping to understand the local bird scene. Another thing that we're doing is that we recognize uh, as as a zoo-type facility, we are indebted to the birds in our collection. And we try to pay back what we receive from them through education. We also take a dollar from every admission and $2.50 from every membership, and we put it into a conservation grant fund. And that conservation grant fund helps support bird conservation or uh, research about birds and habitat throughout the Western Hemisphere, as well as in Utah itself. So, you know, we have American white pelicans and we have supported groups doing research on American white pelicans in Utah. We have great green macaws, which are these beautiful macaws that are uh, endangered in Costa Rica. And so not only do we have those on exhibit in Tracy at Tracy Aberry, but we also support conservation efforts to support the, the wild population mm-hmm. of those birds. And are you involved at all with how the what's going on at the Great Salt Lake is affecting those birds? Um not not as extensively as okay. other groups. So we do have some exhibits that feature many of the birds that you would see out at the Great Salt Lake, mm. which I think, you know, you come in and you see the beauty of a cinnamon teal 
or long-billed curlew, and you realize what's at stake when we talk about a shrinking Great Salt Lake, because a shrinking Great Salt Lake means less habitat for these birds out there. Um, and then we've provided financial support to some efforts um, out there. We've Our conservation program is starting a MODIS program, which helps track bird migration, so the use of the Jordan River as a migratory uh, corridor, as well as the habitats around the Great Salt Lake and how those connect to other parts of the world. Um, and then we've participated in some surveys out there, too. There's recently a Sageland Collaborative and uh, um, Audubon, National Audubon, just did a shorebird survey to try to understand on one day, what birds were using which parts of the lake. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's. I didn't realize until I did an interview with some people that are working on that specifically, what a big deal. This is This is kind of a stopover for so many different birds that if it's not there, you know, it's going to affect millions of animals. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like driving from uh, here to Moab, say, and come to find out that price doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> There's no helper in price, you know? It's like, wow, I'm halfway there, and I can't refuel. Yeah. That's a bummer. No, I always stop at the subway just south of price. <laughs> <laughs> we were speaking with Tracy Aviary's president and CEO, Tim Brown, and director of Tracy Aviary's Jordan River Nature Center, Marissa Beckstrom. The website is tracyaviary.org. Marissa, maybe you could tell us about, um, I mean, this is your baby, right? The Jordan River Nature Center. What kind of educational programs will are there now and will be there? Yeah, so we are open now and we will remain open during the whole construction process. And we'll use every space kind of as it comes available. We have a really amazing education team and our conservation team as well doing programs here pretty consistently. So we have summer break camps. We have uh, fall and spring break field days, pre K classes, family nature clubs, a lot of different outreach events. Um, we have some kind of unique education programs too. So our colleague Daniel Hernandez is working on a project called Stories of Place, where he's interviewing different folks from the area who have interactions with the Jordan River, kind of telling their story in hopes that we can show the community how precious this treasure is, the Jordan River, because it is very underappreciated. For those of you listening who grew up in Salt Lake, I always heard stories of it being very dirty and filled with trash, but it, it really is very special. And the more we can give it care and love, the, the better of a future it has. So we have a lot of different programs kind of trying to highlight that very important resource we have. And then in addition to those education events, a couple of events that we have going on I wanted to kind of mention in June. So we do our Pacifica First Friday markets every first Friday of each month. So we have artists on site, we have music, we have food. It's a really fun just kind of community space that's quite relaxed. Mm -hmm. um, on June 21st, we have a solstice bike cleanup with Patagonia, and there will be a food truck on site and a lot of music, a DJ. And then on the 24th in the evening, Bomba Mari, they will be here, and they will be doing music and dance performances as well. So in addition to education events, we have just a lot going on. Like I said earlier, we want to have something for everyone. So we'd love to see you here and kind of hear from you what you think. Yeah. And Tim, what about yeah. Tracy Aviary? I know there's not only lots of education programs, but lots of different kinds. What 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 do you have going on? Oh, there's so much going on. It's a really dynamic setting, actually. So the uh, right now the flowers are going off. Mm. There's so many things that are blooming. And I know it's it's maybe not 
super intuitive that you would go to Tracy Avery to see flowers and landscapes, but um, it is, it's a special time of year and worth visiting just to see all the colors that we have with that. Um, the birds are also in their breeding plumage, so that's a really exciting time to come down and see them in kind of best feathers. There's chicks are being hatched every day, so a few wild birds like mallards, but also a lot of intentional breeding that's going on in different exhibits um, is underway. And we've also got, I think, um, probably the best thing, best educational, most impactful programs we have come from our bird show department. So we have an amazing bird show that's 11 o'clock every day, except for Monday. And it's, 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 it's one of the best in the country. Um, and then we have roaming encounters where birds, you, you basically round a corner and you can see one of our uh, bird trainers out there with a bird and get a really great nose to beak experience. Nose to beak. I like that. <laughs> hey, Marissa, I know uh, you've talked a lot about Jordan River Nature Center. Is there anything uh coming there that you haven't talked about. I, I noticed just looking at through the information on the website that the Jordan River Nature Center will actually be bigger as far as acreage than Tracy Aviary. Yeah, it's huge, which is a lot of responsibility, and we want to make sure we honor that responsibility. So we're doing a lot of um, kind of talking with the community and public to get input on our designs. But a few other things, we talked about the amphitheater, Mm -hmm. a few other things that should be built this summer and early fall are our Conservation Loop Garden, which is a large garden featuring drought-tolerant and Utah native plants, which most of the gardens in the space will include those things. But that garden will be really lovely, and we're hoping to have a mural by some local artists in that space as well. We also have a bird blind and observation tower that will be a great space for bird watching for studies. We've got um, a group working on some interpretations for bats. Um, We'll also have a large pavilion and grass area that will be perfect for rentals and different community events. So those are some of the things that will be happening this year. And then we will continue to build over the next few years. Very cool. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. So, Tim, how many birds are at Tracy Aviary? I, I imagine that number changes. <laughs> How many about uh, birds do we see when we come to Tracy Aviary? Well, it's just under 400 birds okay. in our collection um, that represent 135 different species. And then we've also got many wild birds that visit Tracy Aviary. Mm-hmm. Um, in our collection itself, it's a very uh, curated collection. So we have some local birds, birds that you would see in Utah, and many of those, most of those are birds that were injured at some point and can no longer survive in the wild. So that's why they're uh, at our place, kind of the final resting home, but also serving as those ambassadors for um, their wild sisters and brothers. We also have birds that are endangered and threatened, um, so Guam kingfishers and, and others. And then we have some great um, exhibits, so come down and see our Chilean flamingos. Probably our most popular exhibit is the owl forest, where you see a, a bunch of different owl species. And then we have an indoor rainforest, an immersive uh, experience where you walk in and you're surrounded by 30 different birds that are screaming overhead and flying this way and that way. It's a, it's a great experience. Hmm. That sounds very cool. 
Marissa, I noticed on the website that uh, there's memberships available. What are the benefits of having a membership and, and how much do they cost? Uh, our memberships are awesome. I love my membership. So something really cool about Tracy Avery's memberships is they are just $40 for an entire year for an individual. And for a family of four, they're $110. But this includes unlimited admission for the whole year, um, discounts on programs, special members-only events, and lots of cool add-on experiences for like the Nature Store and the Bird Feeder Cafe. Another cool thing that not a lot of people know is there are reciprocal programs with right. other zoos, botanical gardens. So I recently went to Phoenix and I was able to go to the botanical garden there for free because of my membership. So it's pretty cool. It's a cool way to experience other places too. And then honestly, it's just a lot of fun. We love our members. We kind of love to treat people who come a lot as family. So it's just a good excuse to hang out with us too. I would imagine that those memberships at those other facilities that might be humongous zoos, their memberships probably cost a lot more than $40. Definitely. I think we're <laughs> one of the least expensive memberships of this kind in the area. So you get a great deal when you go somewhere else. Um, Tim, beyond attending, you know, visiting the aviary, and making donations. What are some of the the ways that people can support? Um, I didn't know that we only have we have one of only two in the country. What are what are ways that we can support the aviary? Well, you know, I will just go back to that. I know it's not about visiting, but visiting is where the rubber hits the road. Mm-hmm. It's um, just. Unless you're there, you don't really understand what a special place it is. Um, that said, there are a number of ways that you can contribute to the aviary if you don't want to visit during the day. One of those is by attending some of our special events. So we have a ready-to-hatch conservation gala on June 1st, which is an adult party. Um, it's a fundraiser. And you see the aviary in a different light, so it's still coming down and seeing the place. Um, We also have Breakfast with the Birds on Saturday, June 19th, which is um, a family-friendly opportunity to experience the aviary. If you don't want to come down on site, you can donate by going to our website. Uh, You can sponsor events or uh, sponsor uh, adopter birds or sponsor different exhibits. Um, There's there's a number of ways. If you want to support us, we are very interested in having that conversation. And Marissa, I understand that the question you get asked a lot is, "What I just found a baby chick. What am I? What what should I do? Or I just found a, a bird that's injured. What should I do?" So. So what should people do in that situation? Yeah, great timing on that question because it is the time of the year for it. Uh, We just recently had a beautiful flow chart put together by our bird care team. And it's on our Instagram for the Drone River Nature Center and Tracy Aviary and on our website. And you'd be surprised. Nature's pretty uh, hardy. And a lot of times there's no human intervention needed with baby birds. Mm -hmm. But this this flow chart is really great because it shows you, do they look injured? Mm. Do they look like they're near a nest? Are they walking around and hopping around and kind of tell you what? to do next. So if you ever have that come up, please pull that flow chart up and it will help you know what to do. I love that because it's such a helpless feeling. And there are some birds that are maybe teenage birds that look like they might be lost, but they're actually doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, they're just figuring things out like we all are, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tim, we we talked a lot about uh, Jordan River Nature Center and all the new stuff that's coming there. What's new or or coming to Tracy Aviary? Well, so Tracy Aviary invested about $30 million in the facility over a 10-year period. So we're taking a little pause on construction. (laughs) And, and not building quite as quickly as what's going on at the Nature Center. But you can imagine with over 380 birds, individuals, that when you come down every visit, you're going to see a different something, yeah. right? So when you, when you go 
to you could see the same group perform in different cities or something like that, and it's not actually the same show. You get a different vibe um, on a different day. So we have just incredibly charismatic birds like our Kias. We have seven Kia, and they, um, they're just they're very interactive mountain parrots, and I always see a group of people around them, and the Kia are always acting up. They're always doing something. I mentioned the bird show earlier, mm-hmm. and the, the bird show, so much is happening. It's a little bit difficult to, to really appreciate the whole thing at once. You could come down five times in a row and probably get a different thing out of the bird show. So I highly recommend that. And then the roaming encounters are, um, you never know what you're going to run into there because they have different birds coming out every day. And I always like to ask this, and I, I, Marissa, I'm sure that your number one answer will be that the Jordan River Nature Center exists. But other than that, what do people not know about Tracy Aviary and about the Nature Center? Great question. I think a big thing that people don't know is that we have rental spaces and that you can actually hold your event at the aviary or at the nature center. So we have the historic Chase Mill that is a beautiful building surrounded by gardens and obviously the birds at Tracy Aviary. It makes for a lovely wedding venue. We have people do retreats there, board meetings. And then the nature center is smaller, but is great for workshops. We have a writing workshop coming up soon here that a group is using the space for. I think that's something that people don't realize is we do love to get back to community in that way with having the spaces available through rentals. Um, And then I would say another thing people don't know is that we are out in the community a lot as well. So we do a lot of tabling and outreach events and our conservation team is constantly out in the community. So keep an eye out for us next time you go to a community event and say hi. We're around. Do you take birds with you out to those community events? Not usually. Okay. But we have some pretty fun activities that we take with us. They're not real portable. Yeah, we like to leave them where they are. <laughs> that so makes they can sense. Stay comfortable. Yeah. Tim, big picture. Anything else about Tracy Aviary that uh, we haven't talked about? Well, I think my concluding thought is that we embrace the idea that uh, our mission impact happens when we connect with you. And so we try to make ourselves accessible, whether it's coming to Liberty Park or us visiting with groups. We know that if we don't interact with the public, if we don't have people coming to the aviary, we have very little chance of achieving our mission. So the public is critical to our success. And um, if you have any desire to come down, but there's some sort of barrier that's not allowing you to, to make that trip, We'd love to have the conversation, figure out how to make it possible. Well, here's my two biggest takeaways. Number one, if you haven't been to Tracy Aviary since you went on a high school field trip before 2009, you need to come check it out because it's a whole new place. And I'm really excited about the the Nature Center, the Jordan River Nature Center that's coming. Very cool stuff. Thank you so much to you both, uh, President and CEO Tim Brown and Director of Tracy Aviary's Jordan River Nature Center. That's Marissa Beckstrom. Thank you both so much for what you're doing in our community. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for listening to All Along the Wasatch with Mike Parsons. If you would like to submit a request to be a guest on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. That's mparsons at ksl.com.